Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. School of Humans. It's the winter of 2020, and police in Italy just received a tip. An apartment in Senegalia, a small coastal town on the Adriatic, is allegedly a stash house. Inside it, one million euros worth of stolen goods. Detectives hop on the case. They stalk out the apartment and watch as streams of strange packages move in and out. Most boxes, they learn, are coming from Greece and Romania. Suspicious, considering those countries have relatively lax customs inspections. But that's just a red herring. As police dig deeper into the case, they discover that this flood of boxes isn't originating from Europe at all. The packages are being sent from South America. Now this is fishy. Officers with the Carabinieri decide they've seen enough. They secure a search warrant and prepare a raid. Siamo la polizia. Facci entrare. On a February day, officers swarm the apartment door. They crack it open. Step into the living space and are immediately greeted by walls bursting with green. There are no illegal guns here. No bricks of drugs. No hidden stashes of explosives. Instead, jammed against the walls, tetrised among scaffolding and stacks of wood shelves, are hundreds, thousands, of cacti. The police wander the apartment in amazement. There are cacti on the floor, cacti climbing the walls, cacti under the bed, cacti cover the counters and swing from every corner of the ceiling. According to Sabado magazine, this is more than a mere stash house. This is a nursery, a botanical wonderland stuffed with more than 1,000 specimens of illicit Copiapoa cacti. 
The plants resemble stubby spiked thumbs. They're native to the Atacama Desert of Chile, where the genus is threatened, with some species listed under international protections. But they're relatively large. It takes them ages to reach this size. When botanists review police evidence, they estimate that some specimens are more than 200 years old. Older than modern Italy itself. Police arrest the apartment owner, Andrea Piambetti, and soon piece together his story. Piambetti had stalked the deserts of Chile in search of rare cacti. One by one, he plucked plants from the sand and sent them home by way of Greece or Romania. Then he stowed them in his apartment on the Italian coast, where he sold them piece by piece, for $500 to $1,500 a pop. All told, his apartment easily held at least $1 million worth of plants, all ripped from the desert illegally. The phrase black market evokes sinister images. Stacks of AK-47s, crates of cocaine, caged tigers, but potted succulents on a windowsill? No one is calling Crime Stoppers for that. And yet, the biggest black market you've never heard of is blooming right under your nose. Whether it's a 4,000-pound cactus shoveled from the Arizona desert or delicate orchids pinched from the tangled jungles of Peru, rare plants are at the center of a rapidly growing and lucrative world of crime. My name is Summer Rain Oaks, and on this podcast, we're plunging straight into it, talking to the buyers, the sellers, the obsessives, and those who came face-to-face with the criminals behind an underworld few know exist. From School of Humans and iHeart Podcasts, this is Bad Seeds. If there's one thing you need to know about me, it's that I love plants. I mean, a lot. I grew up in rural Pennsylvania, and there we couldn't live life without them. My parents got food from the garden, and during summer break, I'd spend hours losing myself in the woods out back. When I got older, I learned the scientific names for the plants in my backyard. Forsythia intermedia, Daucus carota, Michella repens. I studied environmental science and became something of an ecology nerd. I started multiple YouTube channels like Plant One On Me and Flock and wrote a few books. The latest one, How to Make a Plant Love You, is about plants and our evolving relationship to them. Over the course of a decade plus, I transformed my Brooklyn apartment with over a thousand plants and am now working on a botanical oasis in central New York. So yeah, I like plants. Just a little. And that is what drew me to this story. Because something's happening in the world of plants. Something you need to know about. Something sinister. Take that raid you just heard about in Italy. At first blush, it just sounds like a quirky news headline. Like, honestly, who steals a cactus? But as it turns out, a lot of people do. 31% of all the world's cacti 
are at risk of extinction. That's a third of the world's cacti, according to a 2015 study. Just a few months ago, a group of scientists writing for the journal Nature Plants said cacti are, quote, one of the most endangered groups of organisms on the planet. Dr. Barbara Getch, a conservation biologist, is one of the authors of that study. So basically, we assessed every extant species of cactus for the IUCN Red List of Threatened Species. So what what this does is it tells you what's the probability of a species going extinct. And what she found is, frankly, disturbing. For threatened species, the main cause of threat or the main driver of threat was unscrupulous collection. Almost half of the world's threatened cacti are at risk of extinction. Not because of problems like development or livestock grazing, but because of poaching. And this threat isn't new. Back in 1985, the New York Times was already on it, writing, Shortly after a rare species is described in a publication, its habitat is invaded by well-to-do hobbyists who simply must have a specimen. Within months, certain species have become extinct. After decades of unscrupulous collecting, we've reached a tipping point. These plants have been poached for a very long time. I think what has changed a lot in the last years is how easily available they have become online and through other platforms like WhatsApp. That has been a complete game changer. The game changer here isn't just a cactus problem. It's a plant problem. In the U.S., home decor is a growing industry. And rising with it? The demand for houseplants. In 2019, the National Gardening Association claimed that houseplant sales in America had risen almost 50% in just three years. And I'm going to be honest, I feel a little bit responsible. A few years ago, I uploaded one of the first plant unboxing videos online. You may notice that I have this big box right here of live plants. So I thought we'd do an unboxing ceremony. I mean, I, I had these. no clue that my plant-filled apartment or videos like that would go viral. But ever since then, it's been copied thousands of times over. On Instagram and YouTube, Plant aficionados, like myself, started to garner tens of thousands of followers. And then the pandemic pandemic happened. During the first COVID lockdown, people trapped indoors, doom-scrolling TikTok and Instagram, collectively decided to transform their homes into garden kingdoms. I mean, what else was there to do? The demand was insatiable. And potted plants, especially those rare items pursued by hobbyists, started going for heinous asking prices. Like there was a variegated Raphidophora tetrasperma, marketed as a philodendron minima, which sold on a New Zealand auction site for $8,150. A year later, a specimen of the same species, with just eight leaves, would sell for more than 25 grand. The point is, rare plants could go for a lot of money right now. And where there's lots of money, there are people with, how do I put it, 
less pure motivations, trying to exploit it. My name's Jenny Feltham and I'm working with the Wildlife Justice Commission, which is an NGO that's based in The Hague in the Netherlands. Basically what the Wildlife Justice Commission does is it operates to tackle the transnational organised crime issue. A few years back, Jenny discovered that organized crime syndicates had taken up wildlife crimes, such as plant poaching. It is, in her words, kind of the perfect crime. You want your money-making activity to be low risk. You want a low risk of being caught. And you want also, if you are caught, low penalties. And environmental crime in general has ticked those boxes. So, you know, the lure of... High, high profits is there, in timber crime especially. The numbers, broadly, they're, they're really big. It's estimated to be a $20 billion a year type industry. It's estimated to be the fourth largest illegal trade in the world. And, and then on the risk side, we often see environmental crime isn't prioritised by law enforcement compared to other types of crime. There are countless examples from the million dollars of stolen cacti in Italy to the time a woman in New Zealand tried to sneak past airport customs with 947 succulents hidden underneath her coat. So yeah, there's a demand for this. Because the other aspect is consumer demand at the end of the supply chain that really drives the whole thing. If there's demand for these high-value wildlife commodities, if people are willing to pay high prices for these things, criminal networks will want to supply that. They will find a way to provide that service, regardless of whether it's legal or not. The whole problem with plant crime, though, is that nobody in power really seems to care. And that's unfortunately the way it goes. Law enforcement authorities, they have a, a whole lot of different types of priorities that they have to work under, and environmental crime often is not at the top of that list. And this has made plant thieves especially brazen. Take the St. Helena ebony, Trochiotiopsis ebonis, a delicate white flowering plant that grows in just one place in the world, the island of St. Helena, deep in the South Atlantic Ocean. The plant has been on the brink of extinction for decades. And until recently, the last two wild plants were literally clinging to life on the edge of a cliff. Well, a few years back, a horticulturalist was browsing online when he noticed somebody in California trying to sell the plant online. According to an article by Sam Knight in The Guardian, the scientist emailed the seller and kindly implored them not to sell the ebony. It was among the rarest of the rare, and had to be protected. And besides, selling it online was illegal. Extremely illegal. A few days later, the scientist opened his inbox and found a reply. Screw you, the seller said. This is capitalism. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. 
Millions of people have made the switch to Nick Sleek Proof Underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The tough thing about the plant poaching crisis and the black market for wildlife in general is frankly getting people to care about it. Even in the niche world of wildlife crime, plants get the short stick. Everybody wants to save the elephants, the tigers, the whales. Not many people are slapping bumper stickers onto their Subarus demanding we save the St. Helena ebony. And there's a reason for this, and you're probably suffering from it right now. It's something called plant blindness. I would describe it as people tend to overlook plant life in that there's a bias towards seeing, for instance, animal life more prominently. That's Dr. Jared Margulis, a professor at the University of Alabama and an expert on the epidemic of plant poaching. Around the last five years, I've been studying various kinds of illegal and illicit trade in cactus and succulent plants. According to Dr. Margulis, plant blindness is essentially a bias. Now, if I asked you to sit back and close your eyes and dream up the world's most vulnerable species, images of tigers or rhinos or even bumblebees might dance through your head. But the truth is, the most threatened taxa in the world are plants. The sort of botanical world around us, where plant life is sort of becomes this inert backdrop to a a livelier animal world. There's a sense of a bias towards being more concerned about animals in other species that, for instance, move and have eyes and appear more sentient than plant life. That backdrop includes cacti, conifers, and cycads. In fact, a global treaty designed to protect wildlife called CITES suggests that for every threatened animal, there are at least five threatened plants. But you wouldn't believe those numbers if you were to, say, examine wildlife policy. Plant blindness has very serious and negative consequences for how we relate to plants, but also think about the conservation of species. In the United States, for instance, 
plants make up 60% of all endangered wildlife. But if you look at the government's spreadsheets, you'll see that in the country's wildlife protection budget, just 2%, 2% goes towards plant life. Now that is plant blindness. Put simply, we're never going to see a sad Sarah McLaughlin commercial with an uprooted orchid on screen. But perhaps we should. Globally, two out of five plants are at risk of going extinct. And not to be alarmist, but this is a huge issue. It is human-centric to say that without plants, we would all be dead very quickly. But I think it's also an important way of prompting people to think about how important plants are in everything we do, in our ability to, to thrive and flourish on the planet. Dr. Margulis is right. Just look around you. As I shared in my book, How to Make a Plant Love You, the wooden beams, floorboards, tables, chairs, picture frames, bookshelves, and doors we pass through were all once trees. The cotton sheets that cover us at night, plants. Even our polyester shirts, they were derived from storehouses of ancient plants locked beneath the Earth's surface, as is most of the fuel that powers our vehicles and warms our homes, plants. Meanwhile, Latex from trees in the tropics make the tires of airplanes and cars and insulate the undersea internet cables that make listening to this podcast possible. The lotions and balms we use to clean and soften our skin have all originated or been synthesized from a plant's unique chemistry. The coffee that gets us moving in the morning, the tea that soothes us at night, and the wine or beer we imbibe to unwind, the oils that make our candles, our soap, it's all plants. And what about high fructose corn syrup? Even if you're on an all-meat diet, you indirectly eat plants. After all, do you think your burger was grass-fed or grain-fed? Plants create roughly 75% of the oxygen we breathe. They make up 80% of the food we eat. They are the basis for most of the antibiotics and medicines that keep us healthy. You're probably thinking, okay, okay, we get it. But these are just a few examples of how crucial plant life is to our lives. For humanity writ large, we rely on so many different species in so many different ways. As we lose more and more species on the planet to extinction, and as more and more species become vulnerable, there will be all kinds of negative consequences. When plants disappear, there's a cascading effect of bad news. I think the author Ray Bradbury explained it best. In 1952, he published a short story called A Sound of Thunder. In it, Bradbury imagined a future where scientists cracked the secret to time travel. Naturally, investors celebrate this milestone by monetizing it. One company sells time-traveling safaris, offering people the opportunity to go back to the late Cretaceous. But on one of these trips, a tourist accidentally crushes a single butterfly. When the tourist returns to the present day, the world is strangely altered. People talk funny. The results of a recent election have changed for the worse. One small misstep changed everything. Ecology is really complex, and species hold relationships with each other. And so, for instance, when you poach, 
or steal a plant towards extinction, what are the pollinators that relied on that species to survive? And what happens to them? And what species relied on those pollinators? And so there's these cascading series of interactions and consequences. And the reality is we don't know what most of those consequences might yet be, but it's something that we need to be very concerned about. Now that might sound distant and theoretical. So here's a real world example. The Ohia lehua tree of Hawaii, or Metrosideros polymorpha, is a prominent plant on the islands and is featured in native mythology. But livestock, as well as imports of non-native plants from Portugal and South America, have endangered it. Populations of Ohia trees are declining, and most recently, a foreign fungus has strangled entire groves. In a Bradburyan twist, This deadly fungus was likely introduced by a tourist who was carrying it on their hiking boots and had meandered off a hiking trail. The result has had a ripple effect across Polynesia. The iivi, a bright red tropical bird with a crescent beak, depends on the ohia for food and breeding. But as plant populations have dwindled, so has the bird. And with the bird, so goes the plants it pollinates, including the Lobelia grayana, a spiky lavender look-alike that is now endangered. Who knows how far this ripple effect continues? If the world of plants can teach us anything, it's that everything is really connected. The world we live in is like a game of Jenga. Even a mild disturbance can lead to a total collapse. This is especially true of the world's rarest plants. A single death or a single theft can disrupt an entire ecosystem's destiny. What that means for us is anyone's guess. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. I want to introduce you to a plant, the living rock cactus, or Ariocarpus fissuratus. It's a squat and plush cactus with wrinkled leaves and no spines. It is like the Jabba the Hut of succulents. In other words, it's sort of ugly. In its native habitat, it can be easily mistaken, as the name suggests, for a pile of rocks. To many passersby, it is completely unremarkable. That is, until it blooms. In midsummer, the living rock cactus reveals a vibrant electric pink blossom. Some consider it the prettiest flowering cactus in the world. For hobbyists, the nice thing about the living rock cactus is that it doesn't require a bank loan. A single cactus costs around 100 bucks, which is expensive, but attainable for an entry-level plant collector. And that has made it extremely popular in places with a growing middle class, like Asia. One of the reasons the living rock is so popular in the world, especially in Asia, is that it's a long-living plant. That's Eric Jumper. He's a retired special agent with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. People will get one for a child when they're born so they can live their lives with them, you know. It's charming, right? The problem is the living rock cactus is a critically endangered species. You cannot pluck it from the desert. This living rock cactus is an appendix one, which is the most restrictive. It restricts all commercial trade in anything that's listed as appendix one. So they, they're afforded the highest amount of protection. And in the early 2000s, Special Agent Jumper started getting calls to look into a string of rock cactus poaching. I was stationed in San Antonio. I started getting calls from people in succulent societies, mostly out of Austin, Texas, advising me about things they were seeing online. I took notes on that, but just didn't really act on it. I didn't know that there was a worldwide market for cactus at that time. At some point in 2012, an inspector for the USDA also came to me with a name of a business that was selling a lot of cactus and a lot of them were endangered. And then he had to say, hey, you need to look at this. And this is what started it. Jumper started digging into the case, learning everything he could about the cactus. And we kept getting different calls telling us, hey, this guy here, this guy in East Texas, this guy in North Texas, this guy in West Texas is doing this. He's the one supplying such and such. Working on that tip, Jumper put an alert to airports to be on the lookout for illicit packages making their way overseas. Those are our two tasks. to try to intercept the package. And of course, you do that by putting alerts out to our inspectors at our airports. And then we try to uh, find the source. First, only a few cacti trickled in, most of them turning up at the International Mail Sorting Facility at Chicago O'Hare Airport. Those boxes contained one or two plants. But after a few years, the poachers began brazenly stuffing as many as 40 cacti into a single shipment. The seizure started happening, boom, boom, boom. It took maybe a year after the alert went out, and then boom, they started hitting After that, you know, then we have a case. Whatever happens from here on, we have a case. 
The vast majority of the boxes were postmarked for places like Shanghai, Bangkok, and Beijing, although a handful ended up in Europe, too. Regardless of destination, each box was mislabeled as home decor or ceramic pottery. Suspicious, right? Plus, none of the shipments contained the appropriate paperwork for exporting plants. Agents followed the paper trail. They traced the shipments to southwestern Texas, just north of Big Bend National Park. Now, agents quickly discovered that the cacti were shipped by a ring of organized cactus smugglers. We're trying to run down all of that stuff. And finally ended up running into what turned out to be one of the, the main sources was a ranch out in West Texas. Agents squared their sights on six older Texans, all men, two of whom claimed to own and operate cactus nurseries. Officials surveilled their homes. They watched the men move in and out. And then the warrants came in, signed by a judge. And the raids began. At Troy Layton Baker's home, officials seized 177 living rock cacti. At Mark Refield's home in Spicewood, agents found 549. A few hundred miles away, at an RV park, agents stormed into Paul Armstrong's property and found 658 illegal cacti. But the biggest bust belonged to Morris Ray Carter, the owner of the so-called Texas Native Cactus Company. At his place in Terlingua, Texas, agents found more than 1,615 living rock cacti, all illegally poached. In total, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service agencies more than 4,000 illegally harvested plants. Oh, and then there were the weapons. In the home of Mark Refield, another cactus business owner, the feds would seize 11 pistols, two shotguns, and four military-style assault rifles. He had a huge compound out in the middle of the desert, and uh, we were lucky enough to catch him leaving town going back there instead of at his property because he he told us if you had caught me at my house it would have went down it would have been a shootout a shootout over cacti but as the six men went to trial it became clear why there was a lot of money in those little stubby plants The men had grossed approximately $75,000 just by mislabeling plants that they had torn from the ground. All six received a litany of fines and probation. A judge ordered Morris Carter, the man hiding 1,600 living rocks at his home, to pay $60,000 in restitution, splitting it between the National Park Foundation and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Despite those heavy fines, Agent Jumper isn't sure this was enough to deter them or others from future crimes. To be honest, it probably made them smarter. From what we can determine, I think the the smarter practice now is going to be trying to circumvent the rule by sending them first to California, using straw buyers, basically, using a middleman. But one thing is for certain, it's not going to take so many phone calls the second time around. I think it's on the radar of everyone. And I know when I retired, there were several cases still going. So it's certainly not on the back burner anymore. If 
the smuggling operation in Texas proved anything, it's that plant crime is not the domain of rogue, careless individuals. It's not a one-off and not something that can be written off. It is becoming more organized and far more dangerous. And that is what we're going to explore on this podcast. Coming up on this season of Bad Seeds. Ended up going to this really kind of sketchy part of just full-on cartel narco territory in Mexico. And this guy met us on the side of the highway on his motorbike and he was the poacher. There have been other allegations in in other countries involving very senior officials. You may be financing the destruction of an irreplaceable ecosystem that cannot come back. Tied up with what looked like garden string behind our backs, these big M16 stuck to our heads. I'm Summer Rain Oaks. Join us again next time for Bad Seeds. Bad Seeds is a production of School of Humans and iHeart Podcasts. I'm your host, Summer Rain Oaks. Lucas Riley is our writer. Gabby Watts is our producer. And Amelia Brock is our senior producer. Fact-checking is by Savannah Hugley and Zoe Farrow. Original music is by Claire Campbell. Sound design and score is by Jesse Neiswanger. Development was by Brian Lavin and Jacob Selzer. Executive producers are Brian Lavin, Elsie Crowley, Brandon Barr, Virginia Prescott, and Jacob Selzer. School of Humans. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.